the 2020 Kia NBA Rookie of the Year and one of the league's most electrifying players appearing in this first All-Star game from the Memphis Grizzlies, John Moran! Hey everybody, today as we continue our series here at Hoops and Cars of Team Scout getting ready for the next NBA season, I'm so pumped about the Memphis Grizzlies. So I'm thrilled to welcome Paris Sharkey, who has been covering the Grizzlies in several formats, the Let's Be Real podcast, grizzlybearblues.com and writing for SB Nation. Parrish, thanks so much for joining us here, man. It's excited to have you. All right. Thanks for having me. Thanks for definitely reaching out, man. It's always fun to talk Grizzlies, especially around this time. For sure. And I, I try to strike up conversations here in Northeast Ohio and people don't know who like most of the Grizzlies are. They know John ja Morant's name and maybe we should start there. I mean, MVP type of season for a while last year. What's your take on John ja Morant, just where he's at in his development and uh, what do you, what are you guys expecting from him this, this coming season? And expecting uh, a lot of the same. He's pretty much the most exciting player in the NBA. Um, I think this upcoming season, he's worked on the shooting. You know, that was one of his weaknesses. Uh, defense, their first preseason game against the uh, Magic, he looked like he's worked on those things. And his dad is a lot. He has a big influence on him. His dad, he always really? says that. He, he said his dad his dad is his biggest hater. So his dad's going to always critique him. He's always first row every game. He's nice. celebrating with him. He's always traveling with him and stuff. So him and his dad are really close. Him and his family are really close. I mean, they the uh, – they just bought his parents a house right next door to him. They stayed oh. right, right next door nice. now. <laughs> nice. But yeah, he's still really young, right? Is he 21 yet or 22? 22, 22 or 20. He got to be 23 because okay. Jaron just turned 23 and he's actually older than Jaron. So, yeah, he's 23. Wow. Yeah. I mean, over the last year and a half of our sports card uh, investing journey, like we're fans that, that are part of this podcast, but we're also investors like buying cards. Like I brought the John Morant Prism rookie kind of is in, in his iconic pose there. That's one of the hottest cards, or at least his his name. I, I don't know if you foresee him being like one of the greatest point. Like, what does his career look like in your mind? I don't know if you can be objective about it because you get to see him <laughs> up close. But what, what do you think he projects like long term? I think definitely Hall of Famer. Um, <clears throat> he definitely affects winning. Because since he's been drafted, we we made the play-in that first year. May have made the playoffs if the season never got shut down. Um, the next year, won the play-in and got into the playoffs last year, two seed. Um, and he got hurt in the second round against Golden State. So who knows, you know, if he right. never gets hurt. Uh, so he he could be one of the all-time greats. Um, but uh, I, my why he has pause precaution, you know, I think he's learning it, always trying to jump all the time, jump over people, dunking over everybody. I, he reminds me a lot of Derrick Rose, and we saw what happened with Derrick Rose. Uh, so I'm hoping you know he he can learn, and he's smart enough to know that. Like he, I think he has to to keen sense to know, like okay, I need to take better care of my body. And that's nothing he's worked on this offseason. We're his trainer on different ways to land correctly and make sure, like okay, not to pick and choose when to try and dunk on people. That's got to be hard. Like, I, I, I've actually never dunked a basketball. I'm just going to be – but, like, it's got to be hard when you can do the things he can do and be a sports center highlight and a walking bucket anytime he steps on the court. Like, yeah. Because uh, a lot of guys can shoot threes, right, these days, and a lot of guys can drive to the basket and dunk. But he's one of those, like, point guards that can just soar. And yep. uh, 
Yeah. So maybe do you have like a favorite moment with Ja like over the last year Ooh. where you were like, dude, this guy is this guy's insane. Favorite moment. It's tough. <laughs> I would say one. <laughs> I'll probably say this Spurs. Well, I threw a tie for a tie. Uh, his rookie year against the Suns. Adele was kind of his coming out moment when he dunked on Aaron Baines. He was like falling into the sideline and like dunked on him. Um, also, <laughs> last year, the Spurs game, when he's, I think he, he dropped 52 that game, but right before halftime, when he had the Steve Adams do that long pass to him, he jumped up and shot it in the same motion after dunking on Yakupur, the like position before that. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that, that trend, that little play right there back to back was like wow. Wow. Well, his. His reputation, like I, I would say, we all in the sports card industry, like that that year that he came in with Zion Williamson, it was Zion and Ja. Like those those were the two mm-hmm. hot cards to get. And I feel like it wasn't just Zion's injury, but it was the way Ja played all last year that just took took him to a whole nother level in collectors and investors' eyes. And he was like one of two guys this this summer and fall for me, like before the season, I have to get more cards of John Morant. Like I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm with you. I think he's not just a one year wonder. I think he's long-term superstar. And uh, so it'll be fun. I hope he's in Memphis. Like for you guys, I hope he's in Memphis the rest of his career. Do you guys have that Cleveland? It seems like when guys play for a few years, they want to leave here because <laughs> of the smaller market. Have you had any, issues with that or do you think he's he's locked in for long term or i don't know i hope he stays yeah. that's what I'm saying. so we have had a superstar his caliber uh of course we had the core four era with zebo mike mark and uh tony allen but none of them to uh john Morant level but john Morant is from a small town himself in uh south carolina so he and he buys with memphis like it's the culture of the city he it, it kind of goes hand in hand so especially with them already winning at an early age right. and where they're developing players and talent, the moves they're making. Uh, I don't think our GM has missed yet. So I think he more likely will probably be here for good, but you can never say never. So that's, you know, that's like five years down the line. Right, yeah, I don't mean worry to about impress it. you right off the bat here. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I think he'll be here, but you'll you never know. Like Cleveland, LeBron, you, y'all probably thought he was never going to leave. He was from Exactly. So, we know. got our hometown guy wouldn't leave us <laughs> twice, you know, but – um. But yeah, you're right. They've got a Grizzlies have a great young core. They're already a playoff team. And uh, there's a couple other guys that over the last year, uh, whether we knew about them in college or not, like Desmond Bain, what a what a season from that guy. Like, what are you seeing from him after taking that leap? You know, how do you think he's progressed in the offseason and what things are you looking for, you know, as we start the the new season? I'm expecting him to be now, I guess, the uh, next Clay Thompson in a sense, like how stealth uh, Clay is to stealth him to John Morant, kind of like that order. Because even last year, I was a huge fan of Desmond Bain. I always thought him just like as a spot up shooter, right? Just like he was just going to be like a Mike Miller type, uh, Dale Curry, like spot up, have a long career as a spot up shooter. Uh, I was ready for him to become a starter, which they did last year. And damn, last year in Summer League, they put him at point guard mm-hmm. to help him develop. Uh, his playmaking skills and dribbling and everything. He showcased all the all throughout last season. So, I mean, now this season, I'm thinking like, okay, he can, he can actually become Clay Thompson. For him to take that jump that he took last year and his just, his maturity and his shot, I mean, his shot form was great. So he, he and he's smart. He knows how to use his body because he, he, he got short he's, arms. He's, but he's big, right? I mean, he's, yeah, he's a exactly. strong dude. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of time too last season where Ja was out and it seemed like, D- and Dylan was out. 
So Desmond had to carry the team. I didn't get to see nearly as many Grizzlies games as as you, you know, up close. You think he like got more comfortable in being an initiator, like running the offense? Yeah, most definitely. It also helps when the team is close knit. Like yeah. they are all legitimately friends. And even like someone get traded, it's still like like when De'Anthony Melton got traded, it's like, oh man, you traded, I got De'Anthony. But they understand the business aspect of it too. They work in the rookies that they traded him for, and they was like, hey, let's go. <laughs> so they, they're all, right. they're really a close-knit team. They seem to have a lot of fun. And, and I mean, you brought up DeAnthony Melton leaving. That's, that is going to hurt. Um, he was a terrific defensive player and uh, could do a lot of things offensively. But then Jaron may be out for – what yeah. about Jaron Jackson Jr.? He's, he's a guy that I've – here's his uh, – this is his prism silver rookie that I bought like <laughs> two years ago. My son was like, Dad, you got to – he's 13 at the time. He's like, Dad, you got to buy Jaron's. You got to buy Jaron's. I'm like, I'm an Ohio State guy. I don't love Michigan State. But I, I was – fell in love with Jaron's game and his personality. I just want to see him stay healthy. Like he's, he's yeah. just a blast to watch. Yeah. yeah. And it was good. He stayed healthy last year. Um, freak injury happened during off season. He can't really do much about it while he's working out, but him staying healthy last year, that was a good sign. Uh, we're looking for Darren, Jaron to, he was first team all defense. So hopefully that will help with the foul trouble. Hopefully referees won't blow the whistle as much because He's a first-team all-defensive player now, so right, he got because right. he got a lot of bad whistles. Now he has a lot of dump fouls too, but he had a lot of bad whistles as well. So hopefully they can get rid of the bad whistles. Uh, but we need him to get better, a little bit on offense. Uh, I think it just taking with him being stronger and just being more confident to take a lot more shots. And you saw that, I guess, when John Morant was hurt last year, he played yeah. a whole lot better. So we need him a job to coexist, and which they're like really close. So. It's going to eventually come with both of them go coexist together at the same time. Yeah. How would you describe uh, Jaron Jackson's ceiling as, uh, you know, his next five to seven years? Really? He, his ceiling, he really could be an all-star. Like he could be one of the best big men in the NBA. Um, but, and on our starting five podcast for uh, Greasy Bear Blues, we've taken a lot of flat five criticism for Jaron Jer- in the past, specifically last year uh, before last season happened. Um, some players just don't have, and I'm hoping he develops. And I love, so I don't know, you remember when Clay Thompson called him a bum after they won a championship. I love that Clay did that. I, a lot of people got mad. I was like, I love it. Hopefully, Jaron, because I, I think he's missing that dog. Like, he's not like a, like, he's a good player, but he's just missing, like, Giant Bane, like, got the if after, like, you know, and Jaron just missing that. Killers. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I hope it Clay's. Uh, comments brings that out of him and then he could become who we think he could become so I think he he's definitely he has the talent in him but it just he's missing it's that inner like like I said that dog and they kill it in the 2021 NBA draft the New Orleans Pelicans select Zaire Williams from Stanford University. Zaire, one of the players, when he got drafted, you know, we traded up, traded Jonas Bellatunez, saying, we like, hold on, this is all y'all drafted. <laughs> we could have got him at 17. He drafted straight up 10. Um, and he really played, he did a whole lot more than we all, Grizzly Nation, thought last season. Um, playing big men's in playoffs, I mean, that wasn't expected. But we weren't expected to get a two seed either, so a lot of, <laughs> a lot of right, things were right. unexpected. Uh, but Zaire, I think... Uh, 
eventually he's Dylan Brooks' eventual replacement. We eventually think uh, Dylan Brooks has Dylan Brooks has one year left on his contract. We think we'll probably be traded by trade deadline potentially, um, and Zaire will be pretty much his heir apparent. Um, but we'll see. It might might end up working out. Dylan Brooks can rein in his shot taking and you know actually fit in the uh, offense. And Zaire could be if, the sixth if man. That can happen. Anything can happen. Right. <laughs> like, oh man, when Dylan came back from injury and I saw a couple of games, I'm like, how do they tolerate that? Like, he, right. and then he would make some big shot, and I'd be like, all right, I'll shut up. Like, he's, right. Yeah. And the thing about Dylan, it's kind of like Russell Westbrook in the sense, like you can't you can't knock that effort. They gonna play hard, 24 yeah. seven, and he's a, and he's a really good defensive. He's our best defensive player uh, on the perimeter, so it's kind of hard to trade him. So we kind of need Zaire to, and Zaire is really good on defense. He uses his uh, length. Uh, really, Zaire just didn't get better with his shooting more than anything. Okay, uh, and they also did the same thing they did with Desmond Bain last year. They put Zaire Williams on the ball in the summer league this year. Now. It was mixed results, but also he's only like 19, 20 years old as well. Whereas Jason Bain is 24. So you kind of got to understand that it's oh, different man, trajectories. Santi, a cup fake, a drive. Who the heck is Santi Aldama? <laughs> and like, I'm usually, I'm usually not impulse buyer, but like, literally after that, as, as, with the hopes that he might get some run, get some starts in early in the season, I bought one of his rookie cards. I'll probably regret it. <laughs> it was, it was a nice one with his autograph and a patch of his jersey. But I'm like, I need to talk to someone who actually knows this guy. <laughs> like, Santi Aldama, and is he in the running to get more playing time, or was that just a, you know, hey? Let's try one guy, you know, rotate a few others in, you know. So, start with Santi. So, in the same draft for Gazaire last year, we traded into the first round and drafted Santi Aldama with the last pick of the first round. A lot of us know who he was, but he did average 20 and 10 in college. At, uh, but at Loyola, uh, Loyola, Marymount, Loyola, okay. one of Loyola's, uh, Loyola, I've got one of Loyola schools, um, I think on the West Coast in the Patriot League. So seeing that, he uh, think he was known for what he did in the Spanish League. He played pretty well over there. So his rookie year, kind of traded back and forth between G League and uh, NBA. Of course, we still have Kyle Anderson at the time, so it's hard to get minutes. Brandon Clark, Jared Jackson, Steve Adams. So one going to really fit in the rotation. Um, so they tried pretty much developed him. And we had this game against the Suns last year when everybody rested. But we still – and Phoenix had their four players, and we beat them. And Santi Adama had a moment in that game where he had um, did a reverse dunk in that game. Yeah. The bench like went wild. So yeah, going to summer league, he started out struggling when summer league first began. And with Jaron being hurt, we're trying to figure out who's going to start at the four while Jaron is out. Also, who's going to you know play behind him once he gets back? So it's between him and the two rookies, which is uh Jake Laravia and David Roddy, who we both drafted in the first round. And he started out struggling in summer league. And right when we got on him, he dropped like 31 points in this game. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And he's carried keep that. Keep doing that. Yeah, keep ripping Right. <laughs> exactly. So he's carried that open to the preseason. So the first two preseason games, he's looked like, oh, okay. Is this who we're going to be? Uh, we need him to knock down some shots. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a couple I mean, rebounds. 11, right? He can do. Man, mm-hmm. a guy that can stretch the floor like that. You said Roddy and LaRavia. Who, who yep. would be your pick based on what you've seen? And you, I don't know if you like, like me, so easily influenced by one or two games that you knew about. You know, you've seen him for a while. Yeah, um, pretty much Santi would get the start at power forward. So it's pretty much, I guess, who will get the more playing time behind him. 
Jacob Rayfield got the minutes in the last game. I think they're going to split between him and Roddy and C. Um, Rayfield is a shooter. Uh, he kind of reminds me. He do remind me of Mike Miller a little bit. Okay. He he do kind of remind me like I could see that out of him. Um, he is very – he just need to get a little more aggressive when he does get his chances, but it's only one ball to go around. There's a lot of players who can score on our team now, so I don't mind it. But he does a lot of different things with defense and everything. Uh, he, kinda, he gets very active on the defensive end. David Roddy is more of a playmaker type, uh, kind of like Desmond Bain, big dude. Um, yeah, yeah. He's really he's like he's like a four, but he sh- he I guess he could be like a PJ Tucker almost, but he he's a way better ball handler who can actually make plays for others, and he can shoot a little bit as well. So I think Laravia because he was drafted higher, we get the first nod like he did in the first preseason game, but I think it's gonna be open competition. But Santi pretty much. Got the power forward spot until Jared gets back and he'll be his backup when he gets back more than likely. Nice. Well, yeah, when you you step up like that. And you made a comment about uh, your GM. Like, don't think he's made a bad decision yet as far as, like, scouting or, or, like, trading up to get a guy. I think that's that was part in my my mind why I like Santi, why I like um, Zaire Williams, and why I'm interested in LaRavia and, you know, just anybody Mm -hmm. they get. Because to me, Desmond Bain was like that. I didn't know yeah. that he was capable of doing this in his first full season <laughs> as a starter. Right. Um, well, man, I, I appreciate all of your your perspective on the Grizzlies. And thanks for the way you cover them and have, like, followed the team. For Like, it has to be similar to Cavaliers fans. Like, see a team go through a transformation and be where they're at now with the kind of future they yeah. have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be curious, what's your, what's your projection or your pick for Memphis this season? Like, how far are they going to go? Man, it's rough because the conference has gotten tough. <laughs> um, I was back. right. That's that's what scared me the most. The most out of everybody, really, because uh, Kawhi Leonard. When you talk about players to kill the instinct in the playoff time, that's 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 somebody who got it. Good. Yeah. So um, I'm just gonna take the. Uh, dude, I want to take the high road. So we're gonna do the same thing we did last year. We take the next step to the Western Conference Finals. I'm gonna say Western Conference Finals. We take the next step. Um, it's it's gonna be tough, man, because even New Orleans like got better. Right. Uh, Denver Nuggets are Denver yeah, with everybody. They're back. Like it's it, it's a dog fight over there. And it's like luckily our beginning our schedule is it. Uh, it's pretty much a little weak schedule. I don't never judge schedules because you know team last year to this year. Yeah. Things change in a year, but um, with while Jaron is out and getting a year, our schedule is on the light on the lighter side without him. So we should be able to survive and do pretty well without them starting out, and they'll help going forward. Um, but yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know if like my prediction is early in the season. I gotta say West Coast Finals. I think just John Morant, he did. You've got He's, a guy that could take over games. He's yeah. done it before on big stages, and uh, you've got such a great – I mean, they're more than a supporting cast. There's there's several future all-stars. It's just a matter of when and who, yeah. you know, they're in, – in Cleveland, we're looking at, like, we think we're a playoff team. Oh, a lot yeah, of how far we're going to go is how, – how good is Evan Mobley going to be? Bingo. Yep. We know what Mitchell <laughs> is. We know what Garland is. But, like, us to take the next step and be a top four or five in the East – Mm-hmm. We're going to need Evan Mobley to become something that, I mean, on a, on a faster pace than maybe, you know, take your time, young guy, develop, you know, over a few, if he, if he could turn <laughs> into a 20 and 10 guy, like that would be, that'd be super helpful. I, yep. I use that as a lead in to say, like, I, I would root for Memphis to be there in the Western Conference finals for sure. 
uh, and say, if if that happens, what what player or what what would have to come together in a in a next level kind of way to make that happen? Like I said, Mobley with the Cavs, who or what do you see would need to happen? Because Ja, I think, is already there. Ja's already yeah. there a finals like like he's just a dude he's he's gonna, yeah he's gonna get get the points they need there but he's gonna need other people to step up what do you think needs to happen well one job to stay healthy um i think if he simply stay because you see how they play even without him in this series i honestly think we played better after he got hurt because go state did before when he was playing uh which is like crazy uh but it was still we lost those two close games because he was out like, that's who we was missing, although we played better the first three quarters. Um, so we need him to stay healthy. Um, like I said, Jaron, if he don't get the dog in him, right, um, at the very least, be more – and he I get, he got a little more aggressive, but with him with him and Johnny, the family, jail together, uh, figure out a way. And this, I think that's the in the playoffs. He showed me. Because <laughs> he had the back injury in the Golden State Series, so he was hampering too. But that Minnesota Series, he showed me what I need to see. So I know he's gonna be there. Nails, he's time. tough. Yeah, it seems like he's unfazable. And also, I, also, I know you mentioned uh, about losing the Anthony Milton earlier. I love the Anthony Milton, but two years in a row in the playoffs, he disappeared, mm-hmm. and that's my knock on him. And that's why I was. That's why I'm thinking like he's not as big of a loss as it's going to seem initially because at the biggest moments he and that's why the probably they traded because it's yeah. two playoff series in a row. I didn't see he he was a no show. Yeah. So you think Zaire takes a lot of his role scoring and defense and yep. minutes? Zaire and um, John Conchar, who a lot of people don't know, but he's a hustler. He's a, he When he gets on the court, he's getting he's doing something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't believe we've gotten through this this much of the conversation, and I one of us hasn't brought up Tyus Jones. Oh, yeah, Stones. It's oh. <laughs> a nickname, Stones. So good. I, did you guys know what you had before? Like when Ja went down and then Tyus got a lot more. I mean, I, I did not realize he was that that good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's led the league in assist to turnover ratio for the longest. Because when we sacked him, it was because when Ja's rookie year, try to get somebody who like him, who don't turn the ball over yeah. much, uh, to kind of help rein them in. And, I mean, it was, like I said, the team being so close-knit, it's just like next man up and uh Jockey Hurry, okay. Tyus Jones don't and he knows his he knows his role. He didn't try and beat job. He just he was still himself and got others involved. And everybody knew it was a collective team effort. They ain't just oh, I gotta try and do what John Morant did. So it it's just a word dog to know the smarts to know, like still be play your role. Secure in his own identity and be uh-huh. the, yeah, he's stable. Um I'm glad he re-signed, like didn't yeah, do it an extension. That was big. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, man, any other surprises we should look for from the Grizz before I let you go? Like, we're we're just excited to to see not just Ja, but all these guys have a lot of potential. Yeah, thank you for us. Thank you, everybody. Steve Allen's still there. Brandon Clark, um, he should be signing his extension before the season starts. We'll see. We just uh, signed Steve Allen to an extension. That should help. Uh, they will definitely help with Jaron. So, surprise-wise... I really, I guess we'll see if Desmond Bank can take the next step to becoming a potential all-star, but that's about, uh, and just Ja being healthier, longer. Um, right. They recovered everything. And Brandon Clark coming off the bench. Yep. Like also. Steven Adams or, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, four or five. He's pretty, he's really the real six man. Uh, and his style of play, because the reason we're not starting him, he's always played better off the bench and he's not a shooter. 
and we'll need our four. With Steven Allen's down there, we need the four to be able to shoot. Jaron Jessica shoot. Santi could shoot. So that's him and Brandon Clark together. That's just like a bad pairing. But uh, another guy, I don't know if you saw him in Summer, Summer League. We're very excited about him. He's on a two-way contract. He might eventually break into the rotation sometime down the line. Kenny Lofton Jr. I knew it. Yep. Yeah, that that guy right there. We just I, we know like he's not gonna be, you know, play a huge part. But when players get hurt or rest, uh, <laughs> he, he got it. He'll he, be ready. Like he got it. He's a big deal, right? I mean, he, yeah. yeah. Where would you see him breaking in eventually? Is that at the five? Um, probably yeah, either four or five. Um, because he he was short. He was on the shorter side, but. Hey, probably split between four and five because he do got the skills. He could shoot. He got the he he reminds us a lot of Zebo. And we try not to say that, but he do remind me of Zebo. Yeah, no pressure, young man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zebo's a legend for sure. Right. But you're right, built built similarly, their games and maybe their personalities. <laughs> like Yeah, yeah. His much down to is funny. He's funny. <laughs> awesome. Well, Parrish, thank you so much for coming on uh, Hoops and Cards today. And I, I would love for our listeners, especially as we track with the NBA throughout the season, to know where they could find you for like Grizzlies updates. I mean, in the show now, show notes, I'll put your your Twitter and things, but maybe you could tell us a little bit about Let's Be Real, uh, the podcast, and uh, how we can find you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, follow me at, on Twitter at the one D A O N E underscore P Shark. I have a link uh, that goes to my link tree. That's why you can find Let's Be Real podcast, uh, Grease to Bear Blues, uh, my blog, the blog site, see uh, my rights and everybody else's uh, blogs on the Grizzlies. Also, Starting Five podcast links are in there. And LBR, uh, Let's Be Real blog as well. Um, but Let's Be Real, um, basically, in all sports, but we dive into the deep issues uh, last week or a couple weeks ago. I don't know you heard about Brett Favre and the whole welfare scandal in Mississippi. We talked about that. Uh, we talked about, you know, so we're going we gonna to get into, we get into Robert Sarver. We get into those deeper conversations as well. While also talking football, basketball, mainly NFL, NBA, uh, do a couple bets with Tuna Trevor. Um, but let's be real, kind of well-rounded. Starting five is Grizzly centric and that will be weekly as well coming up. Nice. So let's be real, every Saturday, live every Saturday morning at 10 Central. Then it's available on all pla- uh, podcast platforms afterward. Um, Starting five podcast is under the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. You can find out any podcast and platform, and that will be out Monday or Tuesday, uh, all season long, every week. So it, it would kind of fluctuate between those two days, depending on the Grizzly schedule, what days they play, Sunday and Mondays. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Parrish. Yeah, we've got a lot of Memphis fans that listen. It's not just guys that want to buy cards and try to make money off a of job Moran. <laughs> like it's <laughs> some diehard NBA fans. So we, we appreciate your passion and uh, your consistency just in covering a, a phenomenal franchise. So thanks, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. Bain was fabulous in that first round, including from three-point range. I'm Desmond. Well, good luck, brother. See you in another life, yeah?